discussions are going well. I need to say something about TC. He's not as good as he seems. He's actually better. Uh, the, thing, the thing with TC is, I'm glad we have a guy who has the courage to go and say things that are really hard. Because he he keeps me in line sometimes and says, Ben, you should have gotten and talked to that person. I'm like, you're right. <laughs> or you need to, we need to get these connections, these connections better. You need people that are going to tell you the things that you need to hear, whether it hurts or not. Because what we're going to talk about now, and it kind of goes into that, it's about seeking direction. It's about seeking direction, even if you think that you're not a leader or you're not in a position that you're going to need a lot of direction, you do. Because as much as you think you are ready, let me tell you the truth, you're not. And these uh, trainings are good, but sometimes it's almost like, uh, you know you're doing premarital, what does Robert always say about premarital? That it doesn't do any good, you're telling two people who think they already know everything, right? And I'm doing premarital with a, with a couple, and, it, and I, I think it's different this time, but then I remember what Robert said, and I tell him, you know, it's like, so really pay attention. And the thing is, sometimes we just think we know. We think that we're going to be okay. But the truth is that it's not about you. And you need to remember this when you're in the plant because you have a lot of other people in the plant with you. And it's not about you looking good. It's about pleasing God and doing the things that He wants you to do. Because a lot of times, and I'm speaking out of weakness here, is we have this arrogance that we think we know. Or we have this arrogance that we think we understand how things are going to work or how they're not going to work. And the problem is our thinking. <laughs> it's just thinking. I put thinking three dots here. What, are, what, are there, what is our thinking? There's, in Proverbs 14.12 it says, There is a way that appears to be right, but in the end it leads to death. And I'm talking about those fuzzy feelings and you're like, oh, this is just going to be perfect and I know, I know it's going to work out. You know what I'm talking about. You, know? yeah. you just got that idea that that guy is the one or that girl and nobody can tell me that this is wrong and then how did it go so wrong, right? And what it leads to death, and you might think, oh, it wasn't that bad. It didn't lead to death. You know, the Bible didn't know. He's talking about spiritual death here. He's talking about disconnection. Because when we disconnect from God and from His people, we're in trouble. So stop thinking that you have everything together. You need to seek out direction. Look what it says in Proverbs 11:14, and I'm going to go fast because I usually take long in my sermons. People are always complaining and going, right? But, so I'm going to try to get this in 30 minutes. In Proverbs 11:14, it says, "Without leadership, a nation falls. But if you get a really good leader, he can save everyone." That's not what it says, I'm sorry. If you know this passage, that's not what it says. Because that's a lot of things. It's the leader's things. But what it says here, but lots of good advice will save it. That means that leader needs to go back and go look for advice. He needs people that are going to advise him on the things. When he has a lot of uh, the advisors, right, that are, that are around him, that he has people that are going to help him to give direction. In Proverbs 11.30 it says, Pride only leads to arguments. But those who take advice are wise. So it's not the guy that thinks he's got everything together. You know, it's not the, you know, the alpha male, right? This, I'm going to be that guy or I'm going to be that girl in my group and I know everything. The truth is they have to see you going after others. 
that you're able to be led and that's why they follow you because they understand that you don't, it's not all about you. Because a lot of times we think it is. In uh, Proverbs 15, 31 through 33, it says, If you listen to correction to improve your life, you will live among the wise. Those who refuse correction hate themselves. And that's an interesting thing, right? They hate themselves. And the truth is that it is all about themselves and they're trying to get this love and feel better about it. And a lot of times in our arrogance, we don't care about anybody else. But those who accept correction gain understanding. It says, respect the Lord. Uh, Respect for the Lord will teach you wisdom. If you want to be honored, you must be... Anybody knows what the next word is? That's the opposite of arrogance and pride. It's, you must be humble. So, humility is going to be very important for you guys. And I know the first book that you guys have gone through was... Pride. You know how much... When I heard that you guys were going through that, I was like, that was the problem. We didn't go through that book, and that's why everything went wrong. Right? But it's, it might seem like that. But, guys, we need to be humble. We need to realize that it's not about us. Because when it does become about us, all kinds of attitudes get in there. All these feelings. You know the feelings that, that, like I said, that just feel right or just feel like those people are doing wrong to me or I should get this or this is how things should work? We need to be sure, make sure that we're looking at those. In 1 Corinthians 1.10 it says, I beg you. Okay, Paul is begging these people. Because if they don't get this, they're in trouble. It says, Brothers and sisters, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree with each other and not be split into groups. So I want you to think about it for a minute. How many different factions are there in here? Are there? Some people are, are saying, right? There are different, there are different attitudes and, and stuff, and I think it's this and that. He's begging you, because if not, you're in trouble. He says, I beg that you be completely joined together by having the same kind of thinking and the same purpose. We have the same purpose. Or we know what the purpose is, right? And if the purpose isn't there, if yours is different, or if you added to the purpose, you need to check yourself. (laughs) And I'm serious. This is, I wish I had done this. Because I'm talking personally here about things that I felt, you know, at first it was hard accepting this, you know, going out and leading this church plant. But it's my church plant. And, it, and I had these feelings, even though I was trying to get them away, there was this, this feeling of, the, of this control that I wanted to have and, and, and looking good and, and making sure that we're doing this. And it doesn't matter how well you sing or preach or whatever it is. If your purposes aren't the purposes of God and you guys aren't all aligned together, then you're going to destroy this group. And there's a lot of work being put into this group for it to be destroyed. Agreed? Yeah. You guys are going... This house was bought because of this. What are you going to do when it doesn't work out? This isn't... To me, it's not an option, is it? For this not to work out. So if you are the ones that have the attitudes, and most of us do, 
make sure you're paying attention to that. Um, and for uh, Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 10, you know this passage, right? The two people are better than one because they get more done by working together. If one falls, the other can help him up. That's beautiful, isn't it? Right? The cord of three strands is stronger and all those things. These are good. But it says here, but it is bad for the person who is alone and falls because no one is there to help. I think most of the time, it isn't just, oh, look at me, poor me, nobody wants to be with me. Most of the times when that, most of the time it's this arrogance of thinking we know what to do. Instead of this insecurity, guys, Janice told me this one time, and I, I thought I knew things, right? And we were talking about insecurity, and Janice goes, insecurity is pride. Because you are too insecure, you don't want other people to see how weak you are, or how, so I just, I just don't want to get out there and do this. Because this is going to happen. Oh, so you're worried about who? About yourself. And again, it's not about you and how you look. It's about you giving up on yourself and going for other people. So that's why we need to seek advice. What is faith? Faith is doing things that you don't understand. Right? It's believing, trusting in God that He has a plan. And, and look, even if you do it wrong sometimes, God can use your mistakes for good. God has this way of bringing things, uh, things around. Like a lot of times I talk about more about what my weakness is than anything else because it seems to help people more. <laughs> because, oh yeah, I have that. And so, so, but you're preaching up there? That's weird, right? Guys, we need to realize that there are things that you're not going to understand. And sometimes the advice that you're going to get is not what you wanted to hear. I'm serious. You might just not understand why it has to be that way. But what I'm saying is that at those moments, you stop thinking about yourself and what you think and how much how smart you are because I know a lot of us think we're really smart. And listen. So you're saying to go blindly? Well, God is telling you to, right? To go and do this. So what are you going to do when those times come? And we've had times like that. I've had times like that uh, during this church plan. Hebrews 13, 17, it says, Obey your leaders and act under their authority. They are watching over you because they are responsible for your souls. Obey them so that they will do this work with joy, not sadness. It will not help you to make their work hard. People ask me if I have a boss. Right? It's like, who's your boss? And they're like, oh yeah. No, he is my boss. Ultimately, but I respond to certain people, and some of my closest people, the ones that I need to more, are Carrie and Robert, because I understand that's where I'm gonna. They've been through this way longer than I have. They've been through hard things, but there were times when I decided that I wasn't going to. When I had this thing, where we stopped going to the core meetings in Wentzville. Oh, because it's too hard and it's late at night and we're going to get back at 2 o'clock in the morning. And it was clear how things went down when that happened. When I wasn't listening to the people that I needed to listen to. If you think you know, think again. Because like I said, as ready as you think you are, you're not. And you need people. 
we had our first spooktacular. And I, I don't know where I heard, I'm claiming ignorance on this, but I heard that we didn't need to build our set, that they were bringing all the sets. And then I call Robert and they ask about, you know, how many sets we're bringing, and we're like, well, they told us we didn't need to bring anything. What? So we're going there bringing our stuff to you and you're not going to have a set there? Then how do you think this is going to look? This is not good. You guys need to build a set. This was two days before. This was in the evening. And then the next day was the last, it was Saturday, and then we had our thing on Sunday. And I was like, how are we going to do this? And I called TC, and TC was like, what? How didn't you get this? And it was like, I was like, should I call back and, you know, try to, you know, soft things over with Robert? No. But I remember thinking, like, we just got to get this done. And we did a, made a set. It was the Super Mario set. And it was this really cool set. We did it in a day. Me and TC went and got all the materials that night, and then we were finished by the next evening. You know, we didn't sleep there and stuff. It was an awesome experience. We had fun doing it. Like, my wife cooked some soup, I remember, like, that everybody liked. But we were all there, united for this, and we've used that set three year, for three years. It's a good set. Because it was a good set. We're like, we're going to do this thing. At first, I was freaking out. I was like, why does he think? And guys... It was important that we had that set there, that we work together and realize that we're in this thing together. Other things. Um, we were in a place uh, for a while called the YMCA. And several of you might have, might have been there, some of you didn't. But Robert had, Carrie actually had been talking to me about going to a school, going to somewhere else. And I didn't listen for the longest time. There's one of the things with being where we were there in... Um, Oh, what's the name of it? What's the name of the neighborhood? Wellston. Wellston. If you're from the area there, you know that Wellston isn't, you know, we had people go by shooting and stuff, you know, and sketchy people in the parking lot and stuff like that. And we want to reach a diverse group of people, don't we? Of every color, socioeconomic background, of every different countries and things, and not a lot of people will go to this side of the city. And it was hard thinking, no, but why? what about the people there and things? And we know that people from one side will go to the other side, but the, from the other won't go. You know, and that's kind of the circumstance. When we finally went to a different place, things did better. But it took, <laughs> took over a year to do that, two years, that if I had listened, things would have been different not going to get advice on we looked at this other building that we were dreaming of. it was during the daring faith and this somebody brought up this thing about a this building it was really nice we didn't we couldn't afford it not even close but it just kept going and i didn't go after advice i was thinking of going you know daring faith you know it's like just let's just go and do but even rick warren said you know if you're not planning on things you know you can't just throw it all out there and I remember TC going, what, you didn't talk to this? I re- to Robert about this or Carrie? I went and talked to my people about these things. And, and I was like, you're right. I should have sat down and I called Robert. And he's like, well, there's this and this and this and this. I'm like, man, how does he know all these things? Right? Because he's been through it. And others have been through it. That's why me and TC are here today talking to you guys, right? Because we've been through it and there are a lot of things I don't want you guys to do. I want you guys to succeed and not go through the hard times that, we're gonna, we're, that we went through. Because you listened. Because you got advice. Because you, were, because you were humble in doing it. 
I remember the other day I was ready to to pull Jimmy. You guys know Jimmy, Jimmy McDaniel. I was ready to pull him from our uh, from our as an intern. And if he's a leader there, so he's okay about me talking about this. If he's not, we'll talk to him. But uh, but I was decided, and I sat down and talked to Carrie and, and Robert, and I was telling them the problems of connection and things like that, and he's like. And he said, Ben, I don't think you should pull him. Pull him. I think you should give him another chance. I was like, why? He's like, I already gave him chances. And said, don't you have a problem with connection? And Robert told me. And I was like, I was like, you know, it's like, <laughs> you're right. So give him a chance. You know, you be honest about where you are with him. You guys work on this together. Jamie is going to be our next cell group leader. We're multiplying into another group with the adults, which is really cool because, you know, we'd have, for a while we'd have a hard time with the adults. But we had to grow and grow, and Jimmy is, is one of our next leaders. He's going to have to grow more in things. He doesn't know everything, but that's a good thing about Jimmy <laughs> now is that he's humble and he's going to listen to advice. But listening to advice guys, helps incredibly. Don't think that you know. Make sure that you're going after people. Church plant, church planning, guys, it takes a whole city, not a village, <laughs> right? It takes a lot of people for this thing to work. And I'm not just talking about you guys here. The Remember Daring Faith? And the I and Daring was, does anybody remember? And I like how Robert is always on the thesaurus, right? Because, huh? It's to incite. It sounds like you're inciting a mutiny or something like that, right? But that's the word that worked, right? to incite unity between the church plants. That's one of our things in the daring faith. And to be able to do that, you know what we're going to have to do? Is we're going to have to be daring in our humility and listening to other people. That means if you're part of the youth group, there are people that have been through in the youth group for a long time. Go talk to them. Be part of their zone. I, think, I know you're going to. If you're, if you're in the adult ministry, go talk to other adults who have been doing it for longer help get that if you're in campus, right? Make sure that you're there connected. We need this. And I think in a way, we should have done better uh, than we did. And I think, just a second, I think I might be going over here. I'm going to be done by, yeah, ten, I think I got 10 minutes. It's 11 a.m. It's 11. Okay. I got 10 minutes. Sorry. Um, but it says in John 17, 20 through 21, it says, I pray for these followers, but I am also praying for all those who believe, who will believe in me because of their teaching. Father, I pray that they can be one as you are in me and I am in you. I pray that they can also be one in us. Then the world will believe that you sent me. You know what is one of the coolest things? Is bringing, uh, bringing our guys to the men's retreat and realizing the community that we have, right? Because we're like a small little church plan, and then we bring our guys, and it's like, where were all these guys? Right? They just not go to church on Sunday, they just come for the night. No, this is, right? This is our church. This is who we are. This is our community. We have all the support. These guys have given money so that we could be there. Others have given money so you guys can come to this area. Why? Because they believe in what, you, in what you're doing. There's nothing more important than what we're doing here. Don't let arrogance destroy that. Because one thing is that 
and this was something that Zeng helped me with. It's like, guys, we will always be we. Okay? We will always be we. As long as we're being humble, as we're looking for advice, as we're seeking direction. And I'm not saying that there are not going to be arguments, there are not going to be fights, guys. There are. Right? Me and Carrie have had drag out fights and stuff. Robert's a little has a little more finesse, right? It's like with me at least, but uh, but there are those things that that it's okay to go through that. It's okay for somebody to tell you that you're wrong and you need to change the direction that you're going because it's not about you. You want the success that God wants, not about looking, not about you looking good. So let me tell you real quick about some benefits of seeking direction. Here's some benefits. If you remove fear and anxiety. I had a lot of fear and anxiety in, in the beginning. Guys, I remember calling Robert, uh, calling Carrie, and Robert was right there, and he put me on speakerphone with Robert because they realized there was a problem because I couldn't get a word in because I was crying. And I was telling I don't think I can do this. And they're like, you're right, Ben, you can't. Because <laughs> it's not you that's going to do it. They're like, we're right here with you. Whatever you need. I have some, I have some good guys that, that, that believe in God and believe in what God can do with me. And you have people that believe in you and what God can do in you. Again, it's not about you. But you remove fear and anxiety. In uh, Galatians 6-2 it says, Carry each other's burdens. And this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. There's going to be burdens in the middle of this. We're going to talk, my next lesson is about discouragement. Okay? So some pretty hard stuff. And I know that these things are going to happen. But when you seek advice, you don't let Satan destroy that. Because you're not in fear or anxiety anymore. Because you understand that others are there to help you. What do you get? You get encouragement. There are a lot of people who care about us, who care about you guys. You realize that, right? They're excited about you going on this church plant. So when they provide advice for you, they also will provide the encouragement that you need to go. Because TC was talking about it, and one of the ones that we forget sometimes is build each other up. Some of you leaders think that, that you know that's your job, just build, build everybody else up. What about you? You need to be built up too. You need people to encourage you. And they're going to be within this group, and they're going to be in other places. At the men's retreat, I, I had to break down because we were talking about things. This, it was, I think, one of the last lessons or something we were doing during lunch, I forget. But I remember everybody cried. Everybody was crying, the whole thing. And we were, the only stuff was me, Jimmy, Boston, um, uh, Rudy was the guy that Boston brought. And I had to break down and, and be honest with them. And so, you know, sometimes I... They said, so what's the problem, Ben? I said, sometimes I don't know if I, if I can do this. Sometimes I, I feel that I wasn't the right guy that they sent to do this. That they made a mistake. And all kinds of crazy thoughts come into my head. You know, Kerry was my friend and that's why he put me in there. These crazy thoughts. And the guys were like, Ben... You don't realize. If, if you hadn't been there, we probably wouldn't have gone. And I, it, it was humbling. 
to, to realize that, that all this time I had these guys here that were believing in what we were doing and because of me not seeking advice and going after the encouragement that I didn't need, that I let them down, that my attitudes got in the middle of things. Make sure you're going after advice. Ecclesiastes 4, 9-12. Through 12, sorry. Uh, two people are better than one because they get more done by working together. If one falls, we talked about this. But it is bad for the person who is alone and falls because no one is there to help. If two lie down together, they will be warm. But a person alone will not be warm. An enemy might defeat one person, but two people together can defend themselves. A rope that is woven of three strings is hard to break. You guys need to be the three strings, the four strings, the, to be together, to be united in this. And remember, it's not you're not alone in what you're doing. The last thing of benefits is accountability. So seeking advice shows, shows responsibility and helps in being accountable. All of us have issues. All of us have things that we need to deal with. And I'm going to talk a, a little more about that in our, in our last lesson. But don't think that because you are in the position that you are, that you don't need accountability. Because a lot of times that's what... what you remember the little yeast that we were talking about in our group back here? Right? It's the snowball effect of you not dealing with something, of somebody not dealing with you. You want to make sure people are dealing with you whatever your bad attitude is. I don't want the destruction of the church plan to be because of something so simple that God wants us to do. Is to be connected. And this kind of goes into the connection that we were talking about. That God wants us to be together. James 5.16 it says, Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so God can heal you. When a believing person prays great things happen. Let me tell you something. If these things aren't happening now, when you go out on the church plant, they're not going to happen. Don't think that, oh, but, oh now, we're on the, now we're in church plant mode. Right? August, what is it? August 6th or 7th? 6th, right? August 6th came, we're, we're here, everybody's going to be in this, and all of a sudden magically things are going to change. If you have attitudes that things are going on in your life that you haven't talked to people about, that you haven't sought direction for and how to change that, be afraid. Make sure you go and talk to them. Because if you don't, it's a snowball effect that you don't realize that your example might destroy somebody else. And somebody else is going to hear, and this is going to happen, and you don't know where it's going to go. Don't give Satan a foothold because of your pride and arrogance. Make sure you're talking to people. Questions? I think I'm almost... <laughs> Questions? Um, number one, what's your decision-making process? What does your decision-making uh, process look like? Number two, you understand what I'm saying by there, right? If you're making decisions about things, are you going after somebody? But be honest with this question. Right? If your decision process is I look what I think of what feels better or what's easier and I decide. If that's it, say that. And let people critique it and talk about it. 
Uh, number two, what keeps you from from reaching outside of yourself? Talk about your insecurities. Talk about maybe things that happened in the past, past where you tried to reach out and, and it didn't go so well because that happens too. Be honest in this. These are two questions that are actually from Healing is a Choice. <laughs> You're like, man, I've heard these before. <laughs> Number three, do you have at least one or two mentors who do deeply, who you deeply connect with? One or two mentors, and I think TC did something similar. If not, who can you ask to be your mentor? I want you to think of a person, at least one, and this is what you do with that person. You tell them everything. You spill the beans about who you are, good or bad. Make sure you put the bad in. When I came to, when I came to this country, the first day that I got here, and this was 11 years ago, last week, I sat down on Carrie's graduation when we went to Golden Corral, of course, and because it's Carrie, and I told them everything about me. All the things that I had done, all the mistakes, I wanted them to know everything because I wanted to start that moment and go in the right direction. And that's what I think made the difference for me. Often I speak of the, and when I'm, I'm, I'm preaching, I'm talking about all my, the crap that I did in my past. People are like, oh, you looked at porn, you, right? The preacher up there saying these things. And the truth is that I want them to know that if they start falling in a different direction, if they're honest with who they are, then there is a chance of them changing and for helping other people. Make sure you're doing that. Um, did you guys get all the questions? Is that just two? Three. The last one is, uh, do you have one or two mentors? And I want you to choose somebody if you don't have somebody. Um, are you wanting us to choose somebody that's in this plant, or are you saying across, like maybe across? Some of you might need to. Or what do you? Sometimes <laughs> some of you might need to do that, right? Is to go somewhere else. Some of you that are that are leaders, make sure. And I think most of our leaders do have do have a person that they're connecting with outside. I'm worried about the people who don't have any connections. If you don't have at least one connection in here, you're in trouble. Ben, can I say something real yeah. quick? Um, I was just talking with Kyle about this because he was he was saying this has been a struggle for him. Uh, if you want somebody to be your mentor, uh, the best mentors are going to be people that don't have time to mentor you. And so maybe instead of coming and saying, hey, could you be my mentor? Say, hey, can we go have breakfast? And then after you go and meet with them, say, hey, can we do this again next week? And try to work around their schedule. Uh, because I'm telling you, if you come and ask somebody who's already super busy, um, they, that's a big commitment. And so you can lessen that by just approaching it a little more wisely. Uh, so I just wanted to throw that out there. And, I, and I'd encourage you, for, for most of you, to find somebody in here that you're going to be able to connect with. Right? Uh, I took breakfast to, to Tom Wade at 6 a.m. every week. I found out what, he, what his favorites were because I wanted to have a weekly meeting with him. I brought him the bagels that he liked and the coffee and stuff. And like, He's like, I'll do this. <laughs> okay, it is uh, 11.13. We actually have to be here.